the 24th chapter of Hilchas Malba Voleva, the laws of a lender and borrower. Today's parak contains 11 halachas and continues with laws of documents and the proof which is produced together with the document. Parak Arbaa Esri in the 24th chapter, halacha Aleph. Kvar Biyarna, we already explained, referring to the previous parak in the 5th halacha, Shashtar Chayv Shayesh Kinyan, that a document regarding a debt which has written in it that a Kinyan, an act of acquisition, finalizing the the transaction was written in a document. You are allowed to write it for the borrower, even though the lender is not present. So too, you can write a document to the one who sells something, uh, documenting that a sale took place, even though the buyer is not present. So too, you can write a receipt for the lender saying that the borrower has already paid off his loan even though the borrower is not present. And also, you can write a receipt to a woman that she has received her share of the ksuba even though her husband, who was, her ex-husband is not present. And you can write a, a divorce on the command of a man even though his wife is not present. In the case of a man, he is allowed to write the get even though his wife is not present because anyway, according to Torah law, he could divorce her against her will. And in the other cases, we would have nothing to worry about a takala, a financial misunderstanding or mishap occurring to somebody as a result of one of the parties not being present. However, one is not allowed to write documents regarding engagement and marriage, referring here uh, evidently to agreements which are made between the in-laws as to various gifts which will be given to the bride and groom. And documents regarding the lending or renting of a field that a, a person who owns a field can rent a field to a person and in exchange for working the field, the Oris will receive a certain portion of what he of what the field produces. Or you could arrange it that instead of getting a percentage of the produce, he will receive a, a fixed price. Then it would be called Kablonis. The documents regarding these arrangements are called Shtari Arisis for Kablonis. Ushtari Bredas Hadayonin, Ushtar Tainas Baladinin, and so too, documents regarding the choosing of the dayonim of the judges, when one party chooses one of the judges, and then the other party opposing him chooses another judge, and those two choose the three, the choices of the parties involved must be written on a document. And so to the document regarding their tainas, what are the complaints, what are the, uh, the legal claims that they are entering, are also written on documents. But bezdin, and so to any other act, of Bezdin entered in a document cannot be written Elamidashnehem, except with the knowledge of both parties involved. And all of these documents we have mentioned, including the ones regarding the picking of judges, which don't seem to have any immediate financial implications, nevertheless one must be very careful about their their writing as all other documents including those of, of uh, mecher, of sale, and of loans, and so forth. All of them must be written very, very carefully. Halacha beis. And who is it that gives the payment to the scribe, that a scribe must be engaged to, pay the, to write the documents, who must pay him? 
The general principle is that whoever is getting the most benefit and is most interested in the transaction is required to pay for the, for the scribe. Regarding a loan, it is the borrower who gives the payment to the sefer. When a document of buying and selling, it is the buyer who gives the who gives the pay to the scribe because he is more interested in obtaining this land. But a woman gives the payments for the writing of a get, and even though she might not want to be divorced, nevertheless she certainly does not want to be left in Aguna, a woman in a suspended state. If her husband would not give her the get, she would not only not have him as her husband, but she would also be unable to remarry. And the groom must give the payment for writing the Shtar Erison of engagement or Nesuyan of marriage. And the Makabal, the one that receives a set payment for working the field, and the Oris, the one that receives a percentage for the field, or a Sokher, a hired worker, he has to give the payment for the document. Because again, they are getting the benefit. They want to go to the field to work. But the document regarding choosing the judges, or regarding their legal claims, both of them must split the payment between them, since neither one is more interested in the other regarding the writing of this document. Halacha Gimel. This halacha, as well as Dalit and Hay, deal with the names of the parties involved in the document. Both those documents which could be written before only one of the parties without the other, and also the other documents we mentioned in Halacha Aleph, which may be written only if both parties are present and both of them are present. For example, a document we write for a lender or for a buyer where the borrower or the seller respectively are present in all of these cases it is necessary that the witnesses recognize the names which are written in the document that this one the lender for example his name is the such and such the son of such and such and so too for the borrower because if they don't recognize the names perhaps they are really people with other names and they're pretending that their names are what they're telling these witnesses and they're really conspiring together they'll switch their names with some other people's names and they will agree to one another that there is this loan in reality there was no such loan situation to begin with and perhaps they will utilize this situation saying that one person owes money to another even though he really doesn't and utilize the situation to grab back land for themselves to take back from the lakuches or some other situation since one person owes the other owes the other Therefore, we must ensure that the witnesses can recognize the names of the people standing before them. Halakha Dalit. Now, how can we tell what a person's name is? Anyone whose name has been known in a city for 30 days, we do not worry, perhaps really he has another name. And that he really is changing his name now, pretending in order to fool people and make a conspiracy. Because if you say so, there is no end to this. You could say this in any case and one would never be able to have any business dealings. 
Rather, in a period, for a period of 30 days, a person would not be afraid to change his name without getting caught. But for longer than 30 days, he would be afraid. Therefore, someone whose name has not been known in the city for 30 days. And he comes to the city and he says, write for me a document that I owe such and such a person such and such an amount of money. We do not write for him this document until he can prove to us some way that this is really his name or until he has a chazaki. He's been there for 30 days and we know that this is his name. Any document which is produced before us, and the borrower makes the following claim, the one that is written in the document that he has borrowed. He claims, saying, I don't owe anything. Really, someone came along and deceitfully made believe that my name was his name and admitted that he owes money to somebody. And then this document was being written. So you see in this document that I owe money to somebody, but it wasn't me, it was somebody using my name. Aisha Amar, he makes the following claim. I admit that I owe money, but it is not to the person written in this document that I owe money. I owe money to someone else. And along came someone and deceitfully claimed that that he was the person of this uh, by this name, and they put down his name, imitating the one that I really owe the money to. That he admits to what is written in the document that he owes the person named in the document an amount of money. But the person producing the document, he says, is not the one that he owes the money to. It's a different person. What is the din? Since there are no two people in this town with the same name, we do not worry and we're not concerned about this claim of the borrower. It is a presumption that witnesses do not sign a document unless they recognize the name of the people mentioned in the shtar. As we mentioned in Allah Gimel, that they are required to recognize their names. And should a document be presented before us, as long as there are not two people with the identical name present in the same city, we assume that the witnesses recognize their names and therefore sign the document legally. Should there be two people with the same name? As the Gemara says, two people named Yasef and Shimon, for example, in the same city. In such a case, we would be concerned that the witnesses maybe recognize the person's name, but it was another person, since there are two people with the same name. But if there are not two people with the same name, we assume the document is 100% valid. The Kain Chzaka, and so too there is a presumption, and so too it is a presumption that the witnesses would not sign a document unless they know for sure that the people that they are testifying about are Gedalim over the age of Bar Mitzvah and also of sound mind, in other words, legally responsible in terms of their degree of understanding. And so the witnesses do not sign a document unless they know how to read and how to sign their names. Now obviously we know that they know how to sign their names because we see that they have signed their name. What could we be, we be worrying about? Witnesses that do not know how to sign their names and therefore we tore a piece of blank paper for them. 
and what did we do? We we traced out the outline of letters with a knife or something similar. And they signed on the, the mark which was made for them. In other words, they filled in ink following the design which was made for them on the paper. This is illegal. This is in violation of the established rule of the sages that one is required to be able to sign their name in order to validate the document. And therefore, we apply rabbinic lashes literally lashes for the rebellious to these witnesses of Ashtar Apostle and the document is invalid since they have violated the rule of the Chachamim. Other Rishenim incidentally say that although they get lashes, nevertheless the document is valid. But this is a matter of dispute. Halacha Zayim. Reish Bezdin, the head of the court, Ha'yiyadeya Inyan Ashtar, who knows basically what is written in the document, and his scribe reads the content of the document before him. Now, is that good enough, or does the head of the Bezdin himself have to read the Shtar before he signs it? Since he believes this, this scribe, he trusts him, and also the fear of him is upon the scribe. The scribe is afraid to change the document in the slightest, because this is the Reish Bezdin. This Reish Bezdin is allowed to sign the document even though he has not read it himself. However, other people are not permitted to do so until the witness reads the document word by word. He is required to read every word in the document before signing it. Only in the case where it's a Rish Bezdin. And also it's the case where it's his Sefer. When, only when both conditions are fulfilled could one rely on this procedure of having one person read it before him. Allah there are two people in the city, both of them with the same name, Yosef ben Shimon. They are not able to produce a document indicating a death one on another. And another person cannot produce a document that Yosef ben Shimon owes him money. Unless the witnesses that themselves signed on the document are present. That this is the document we testified about. And this is the Yasef ben Shimon we meant regarding the loan. He is the one that borrowed the money. Because otherwise, if they produce documents against each other, we're not sure which one really owes which amount. And so too, if they present a shtar, a document, against one Yosef ben Shimon. The one they claim the money from can always say, it wasn't from me, it was from the other Yosef ben Shimon. He's the one that owed the money. So too, you can only, they're only allowed to divorce their wives, one in front of the other. Because it's possible that one of them could write his name, Yosef ben Shimon, and deliver the get to the woman, where in reality it was the other Yosef ben Shimon that gave the command, and really the document is invalid. Therefore, only if, are, if both of them are present can we avoid such misunderstanding and uh, such damage which could result from a false document. The And so, too, if a, le- if a borrower finds among his documents a receipt, that the document of Yosef ben Shimon is paid. Let's say that there are two Yosef ben Shimons in the city, and both of them say that he owes the money. 
The law is that both of the documents against him are considered to have been paid. Because when one of them says, give me my money, he's going to produce a, a receipt and says, see, I already paid back Yisip and Shimon Shtat. And when the other one comes and says, well, what about my document? He'll say, well, this is really yours. And he can deal with each of them individually and push both of them away. And therefore, they will be unable to collect. So therefore, what do we do in this case where their names are identical, both of the names of Yosef, and the names of their fathers are identical, the names of Shimon? Go back a third generation. Write their names and their fathers' names and their grandfathers' names. It is less likely they're going to have three generations the same. Let's say their paternal grandfather's names were also identical, all three generations of the same names. They both have the names Yezid ben Shimon ben Levi, for example. Then we write down their signs, their physical characteristics to identify them. Let's say Let's say they both are of phys- similar physical appearance. Then we write down their lineage meaning whether they are a Cain or a Levi or Yisrael. Let's say, Let's say both of them were Levim or both of them were Kainim. Then Yichtavu Deides. Go back further generations, the fourth generation, fifth generation, as far as you need to go until you finally find a, a generation where their ancestors have different names and write all of them in the document to differentiate between the two. Halacha test. Let's say a person produces a document saying that I, this person, the son of the, this person, borrowed from you a hundred. And it doesn't say who he borrowed the money from. And a person is holding this document, brings it to the person, a regular IOU, for example, IOU a hundred, and he signs his name. And a person produces this document and says, I'm the one that's meant here. Even though the name of the lender is not written, nevertheless, whoever produces the document from his hand is able to collect with it. And the borrower is not allowed to push him away to push him away saying that it really belongs to someone else. I owe this money to someone else and it must have fallen from his hands. Since he is the one that has produced the shtar, we assume that he was the one that lent the money. And so too, if there are two people named Yosef ben Shimon who live in the same city, who produces a document saying that one of the people in the city owes him money. So you might think the person that owes the money in this document can say, it's not you that I owe the money to. True, your name's Yosef ben Shimon. And I owe money to Yosef ben Shimon. But it's not you, it's the other Yosef ben Shimon. No, we're not allowed to do that. I cannot push him away and say to the other person who has the same name as you, I owe the money. And the document fell from him. Rather, the one that produces the document, we assume that it belongs to him, and we do not worry for this claim that perhaps it fell from the other person's hands. Since he is the one that produced it, it is a chazaka that the document belongs to him. Let's say two people, each one produces a document that the other one borrowed money from him. 
Let's say we have one document that Shimon borrowed money from Ruvain. And now a later document that Ruvain borrowed money from Shimon. Now Shimon can make the following claim. The first document says that Shimon borrowed money from Reuben. And the other, second document says Reuben borrowed money from Shimon. Shimon can make the following claim. Reuben, if you needed money, why did you borrow money from me? If you, owe, if you say that the first document is a valid document and I borrowed money from you, you should have merely collected your loan. If I have money and you can collect your loan based on this first document, then you would have done so. This, that you took a loan from me, this is a proof, says Shimon, that I never borrowed money from you in the first place. And this first document is, inva- is invalid. Because if the first document was valid and I owe you money, you would have collected the loan and not borrowed any money. You wouldn't need to borrow. You would have collected your original loan. So the Rambam says Shimon cannot not make such a claim. The second one is not allowed to tell the first, If I really owed you this money, How could it be that you borrowed money from me? You wouldn't have borrowed money from me. You would merely have collected your debt. We do not listen to such a claim. But this one collects his debt, which is written in the document, and the other one collects his. Since we have no other uh, claim to invalidate a presumably valid document, we, we listen to the documents and assume they are valid. Let's say each one owes the other a hundred. Both of them have the same quality of higher quality land. Both of them have the intermediate level of land. Or both of them have inferior quality land. We don't do anything over here. Rather, each one of them holds on to the land which he already has. Since both of them have the same amount which the, they owe the other, and both of them have the same type of land which it could be collected from, there would be nothing accomplished by such a transaction. Therefore, we do not put the best into the trouble of estimating the value of the land and switching a person's land from one, one party to the other. However, if one of the parties only had high-quality land and middle-quality land, and the other person only had inferior-quality land, in such a case, the one that has the inferior-quality land collects from the Bainanis. As the Rambam explains in Perakutas, that everything else being equal, a Balchayf, a person that lends money, collects from Bainanis, from intermediate-quality land. And the one that himself has the Idi Subbaninis, the higher and intermediate quality, he can only collect from the Ziburis, from the inferior quality land. Because that's the best thing the other person has. As far as this person is concerned, it might as well be considered Idis, because it's the highest quality land he has. Therefore, he collects from it. And now the final Allah of the Penach, Allah Yudalit. Let's say one person, let's call him Reuben, produces a document that Shimon owes, his, owes him money. Reuben, therefore, being the lender and Shimon the borrower. The Halah, the other person, Shimon, Shimon produces a document that Reuben sold him a field. In other words, there are two documents of transactions between these two. One document that Shimon borrowed money from Reuben, and another document that Reuben sold a field to Shimon. So here we look at what is the custom of the place. Do we first give the money before a document of sale is, is issued? Or can the document be issued even before the money? 
If it's a place where first the buyer gives the money, and only thereafter does the seller write, do we write a, a document for the seller? In this case, the original document that says Reuben lent money to Shimon is completely nullified. Because the document doesn't make any sense here. Because Shimon can tell him, if I really owed you money, and this was a valid document, you should have used this money to pay back your loan. Because what happened over here? In reality, we, you're going to claim Reuben that I owe you money. And what happened over here? We made an agreement you'd sell me the field, and I gave you the money, and before you even wrote the document. I gave you back money. You should have kept this money in exchange for the debt which you claim I owe you. But what did you do? You wrote me a document saying you sold me a field. This, that you wrote me such a document, proves that I really don't owe you any money. Because if I did, you would be holding on to this money as repayment for the loan. This is only in such a place. But in a place where first they write the document, and only afterwards is the money given, in such a case, the, the document of, of the loan is nevertheless valid. Because Reuben can claim that I sold you this field I sold you this field in order that you should have belongings that I know of in order that I should be able to collect, collect my chayv, to collect my document. I couldn't get the money back from you because where we are, first I must give you the document and only then do you give me the money. Then it's too late. You've bought the field. But nevertheless, I still get something out of this transaction because now I know you have a parcel of land. It's the parcel of land I sold you, sold to you. Now that I know you have bought this, should you pay me back my star mecha, I will now know that there is a field, there is land in your possession that I will be able to collect from. Should I not have sold you this land, I would be afraid you would hide your money. But now you see, in the, you see that you can buy a parcel of land, and you desire this land, you will produce the money in order to buy the land. And now I have accomplished what I want. Now that you have this land, I know that you cannot hide it from me. I know you have bought it from me, and I can use it for a means of collection. Therefore, the original document he has saying that the Shimon owes him money is not harmed by the fact that he has sold land to, the, to this borrower Shimon.